0: If you're not an agile, technology-enabled business, it's going to be really difficult for you to survive in the future.
1: What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined by Ian Christopher. Uh, he has spent his entire career in food farms and founding companies. In fact, Um, he is the co-founder and CEO of Galley Solutions, a food tech startup helping restaurants to unlock their data. He's part of the Society of Fellows for the Culinary Institute of uh, America. Um, super awesome guy. Ian, thank you so much for
0: joining us, man. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Great to be with you.
1: Yeah. So first of all, tell us a little, a little bit about what does Galley do?
0: (laughs) Galley is aimed at servicing operational data to, uh, to food business operators so that they can make more data-driven decisions uh, in their food business, ultimately, with hopefully, hopefully with the aim of increasing profitability. Uh, and so we provide a system of tools that takes an operator through recipe R&D all the way through last mile fulfillment.
1: Awesome. And so you're basically there to help them understand what's going on in their restaurant, how to make better
0: decisions, things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Transparency into purchasing and inventory and production. Uh, so and really,
1: and give me an example of like a, of a uh, customer who has used you successfully. Like what, what actually happened? Cause I think so, a lot of people hear data, right? And they're like, yeah. okay, they're selling data with a side of snake oil, right? Like what, Give it, give us like a tangible example that we could like sinker. Let's even into. back
0: up. Let's even go pre customer. Let's go demo. Let's just go what happens in some situations where we just demo the product. And, and we actually have multiple recordings of operators crying and shedding tears after they understand the power of, of the platform, the power of data in their business, really. Wow, um, sounds like really the
1: end awesome. of a first date with me people are just like oh that was Anyway, probably different kinds of tears but go ahead Ian.
0: so so what's just typical in this industry and, and it's because it's really complex and really hard to do is just at the baseline of understanding your food costing and, and your, your margin potential for your businesses is, is, is our entry point into solving a lot of greater problems in this space but first and foremost you know 80 percent of food businesses haven't costed their offering in the last three years so this is literally one of the industries um one of the few industries in the world that we're we're selling a product that we don't know how much it actually costs to make. And so even before a customer comes onto the platform in our demo experience, we've run through multiple situations in which we'll work with an executive chef or a culinary team. We'll actually put their data into the system and the conversation will go something like this. Oh, we we think we have this loss leader of a, of a salmon dish. We think it's underwater by maybe a dollar, maybe a dollar 50 and we're okay with that. Throw mm-hmm. the data into our system on a demo experience and we find out that that, that dish is actually underwater by over four dollars, over five dollars. And just immediately in real time, they're given, you know, instant calculation of their, their per dish margin. Uh, And and that surfaces up to menu level margin as well. So understanding what you're making and how to properly cost it is first and foremost. But then when you have that data in the system, it starts kind of uh, taking you on this journey of what else can you do with that data? When you have your recipes and your purchasing information in a system of record, there are just so many other workflows that you can leverage on top of that data, like purchasing, inventory management, production. And it's having transparency into that data and and a single source of truth for that data that can really give restaurants and food operators a leg up.
1: Yeah. And I, th- I think that's so interesting because the costing your menu, I mean, when you go through and every single menu item, you look at the actual cost of what that is, especially today when your margins are getting thinner and thinner, as there are more and more channels, you have to put different money into different types of marketing. Um, now is the time to start looking at that and to really evaluate, do you need that loss leader still? Or do you need to bump up the price? Because in this day and age, if they can order it on DoorDash and you're paying 20%, man, that's that I mean. hurts. And all of a sudden, you're losing, you know, instead of losing $4, you're losing $6, you know? It's just, it it, it doesn't make sense. I think it's really important for people who are looking to recost their menu to, to uh, look at where things are at. Um, outside of contacting, you know, Galley, what do you recommend they do in terms of, going through and how do you reevaluate
0: that? spending time i mean making sure that it's a focus and something that you actually dedicate effort towards you know and and don't just see it as this insurmountable thing that we can't uh you know that we can't tackle i I think it's just it's worth the time investment because that's where you're going to get a baseline for your business that's where you're going to understand the processes that you need to enact in order to increase margin and and just understanding at a baseline where your business is and how it's performing is just critical especially today with covid i mean these activities we're talking about you know menu engineering and 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 Food costing like those things were were somewhat perceived as niceties uh, you know ahead of covid and now they're they're absolute necessities i mean we have our customers now saying that because of supply chain disruption and other variables that they're doing these types of activities now daily whereas they you know they might have wow. looked at menu level margin mix and food costing you know once a quarter once maybe once a year things like that now these activities are like literally becoming somewhat daily their time is going in, in, in their in their in their
1: work life yeah because you can't afford anymore you're not having that that walk-in traffic especially day parts like if you have a morning business you know you, you can't just assume that things are going well because you're not getting the same traffic um yeah. my question is in why have why do restaurateurs why do they wait why does it why is it hard to do this food costing
0: But you just nailed it, I mean, it's hard. It's not an easy thing. I mean, the organic nature of food first and foremost makes it so that it's it's actually a pretty difficult process. because of the shelf life and instability of food as a as a as a as a product itself. And then the, the variability of size, shape, color, texture, color, all of that, just the organic nature of food is really hard to actually track and to be able to monitor and, and to keep in a system of record unless you're focused on that. So a lot of the technology in the space we see today is around inventory management, which typically mm-hmm. is coming from some other vertical, some other industry, it's being repurposed for food. Where, where we differ so greatly is that we, we, we look at the, the nature of food first, and then we layer on inventory systems and accounting systems on top of that so that it, it stays more accurate and it's more usable. Um, uh, just because this is a very difficult thing to do, it's very difficult to understand. I'd say one of the hardest questions in food service is understanding how much of what to purchase when and then understanding what you have on hand to hold against that. that, that yeah. So that's exactly what a computer can do really, really well. That is an algorithm that is, you know, that takes a, a system of inputs and can give you that output. Um, so so that's, that's at the core, that's our technology.
1: Yeah, I know that, you know, especially you seem like you're in a very unique position to be CEO of this company as you've worked everything from, you know, farms all the way to tables, you know, like you, you've run the gamut there not in some theoretical philosophical way but actually helping farmers and actually like running restaurants and catering so you're in a really unique position to understand that whole life cycle and uh, the operation side of things that's pretty cool um with with this company and with data and, and with your experience my question is what role does data play in the new normal
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, we have this and it sounds like a really almost harsh you know, thesis, but if you're not an agile technology enabled business, it's gonna be really difficult for you to survive in the future um, because data is becoming sort of the, 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 the connectivity of, of this ecosystem now. I mean, now that we are, I've been forced to focus on off-premise and multi-channel before it was a nicety, now it's a necessity mm-hmm. to stay viable. All of those things, you know, that is, that is we're now stepping into kind of the digital realm of the restaurants now and and there needs to be an underlying data layer so that we can so that we can manage our restaurants more effectively and more efficiently and so i would say that we haven't seen historically a great adoption of technology but now we we are and hence you're going to see new data sources a, a whole new kind of data layer happening around food service that hopefully is is kind of that rising tide that lifts all ships you know that that allows you know food businesses to benefit from just more data in the system and then accessing and analyzing and utilizing that data to, to make better decisions around your operations so uh, i see it as absolutely critical i mean we we don't have enough time to talk about all the entry points and how you can reference uh, you know uh, a data but the the big deal is if you're not referencing some sort of data to make decisions you're doing it on gut and intuition but we're now living in such a highly variable landscape with so many changing things and so many new complexities that you you just can't rely on the way that things were before. Even par-based purchasing as a system has to be reevaluated. You know, with the shift in demand fluctuating so drastically from day to day, week to week, month to month, we have to be looking at how do we how do we how do we do purchasing more predictably? How do we do production more predictably? How do we how do we even understand those variables? And so that's that's where data plays a, a huge part is in is in helping us better understand our business today and where it will be in the future.
1: And. You know, thinking about data, it's so true. In terms of hospitality, one of the reasons that, you know, we've talked about a lot of times um, on this show before, but the reason that hospitality has been slower to adopt technology is because it's such a human, such a human business. We get into hospitality because we love people, not because we love computers. Um, And so a lot of times when you are using technology to enable hospitality, people feel like you're losing that purity of it, right? Um, So many people who get into hospitality for that hospitality uh, reason, you know, that's the reason they don't like this delivery and you know, off-prem is because they can't see the smile, they can't see the food go into the mouth, they can't do a table touch. Um, But there's technology that enables that and there's data that allows us to make better decisions and create a better experience. Now something you said that was interesting is that society has really changed, right? We, we are now, as, as we're approaching this new normal, we're, we're a society that has a, a, a much uh, greater appreciation for personalization. And with Instagram and all this stuff, we can see optionality. And so we, as humans, have become more attuned to having this data that's in front of us that our brains compute. But as businesses, as restaurants, we can use that data Um, and use computers to help create that better experience. And this data is going to, it's going to benefit
0: both the food producers and and food operators, but it's also going to benefit the consumers as well. And I think what's going to be interesting is how the consumers are going to demand more transparency into this operator level data that that we're talking about. Because when we get into this new age of off-premise and delivery only and and multi-channel, what we're losing is is that relationship with our food in some way that you were talking about. I mean, the fact that I can go into a restaurant and I can see the executive chef, I could talk to the bartender, I could I could inquire to the waitress as to you know where did this where did this tomato on my plate come from? Like we have a relationship with food when we dine in person, and we have we have those 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 personal connections there. As those things start to fall away because we move to this kind of digital technology enabled you know um, uh, model. I think what we're going to see is consumers really start to demand transparency into the the, the food kind of ecosystem or supply chain in the sense that right now, if you and I go on a ghost kitchen, you know, we go on Uber Eats. I could be ordering a burrito that was made in the back of a Thai restaurant and I have no idea. And I have no idea about the process, the procedures, the people, nothing around that. I just, I just have, I might not even interact with the delivery person that drops off the food completely relationless, you know, food purchasing and consumption. And so I think what we're gonna see is consumers really start to show an increased desire for more transparency, which is IE data or business intelligence into this actual, into the actual food offering. So I wanna know, you know, if I can, did this, you know, what farm did this, you know, did these ingredients originate and how did it end up on my plate and maybe who was involved or what course or path did it take to get to me? And I think that's the type of data that we're going to see, you know, originate out of kind of back of house and, and on the operator side, but become more customer facing over time, which is, it's just exciting because I think there is that, that idea of then enabling more relationship, more connectivity with, with that food business.
1: Yeah, because in some respects, technology can help you get closer to your customer than ever, and it's Absolutely. it's going to be a little bit of a different media, um, but that's okay, and yep. that's the way things are going. And so we need to, like you said, we got to get on board if we want to survive. Yep. So, what would you say to those uh, restaurateurs who are a little bit hesitant? to adapt too much technology. And they, you know, the ones that say, I just really wanna maintain that human element, you know, like my gut has been good for so long. Like why why fight that now, Ian? They're not mutually exclusive.
0: Like you don't, you know, you don't have to, uh, there is technology out there that is built to be adopted by this generation. We are building technology today that specifically at Galley, I would say go, sign up for a demo at Galley if you're at all worried because we've taken this completely different approach to building technology in the sense that you have to focus on a couple different things first and foremost. The data model has to make sense. We are a recipe-based ERP system, so we are taking the most long standing tradition for communicating food service data. And we're focusing there as the core of of our product offering. So when you drop into galley and our recipe sheet, it actually looks kind of like a cookbook or like you would reference in a traditional recipe structure. Mm -hmm. That's huge for operators to have that comfort and, and familiarity with the, with the data that they're playing with. And then you have to focus on usability. You know, there has been so much bad technology in this area because again, the organic nature of food is hard to capture through technology so you have repurposed accounting software and you have repurposed inventory software trying trying to help solve food problems and that's a really difficult thing to do so <clears throat> data model usability functionality there are lots of tools in the space now that are are better than have ever been before, and are only going to continue to to get better and to give more at the end of the day ROI to these customers and to these users. Because if you're if you're leveraging technology, what's the end result? You know, I mean, this has got to be producing efficiencies and ROI for your business, otherwise. And and the majority of it doesn't. And so it ends up getting shelved. So it's, it's about, it's about finding, identifying these technologies that are great. I would say, start with Galley, we'll put you, we'll point in the right direction. (laughs)
1: Love that. Ian, what, what final piece of advice would you have to restaurant owners, operators?
0: You know, I just right now, I think I will less advice, but more reverence, honestly, uh, of just like the entrepreneurship, the creativity and, and the, um, just the fortitude that restaurant operators are showing today. My, I would offer just a word of encouragement of, of, stay strong. So focus on the core of your business, focus on operational efficiency, because there are so many new challenges with going multi-channel off premise, brand recognition, brand awareness, all of these things, but it, everyone is, it's all pointing back to it at the lowest level are you operationally efficient are you are you producing your offering with the greatest amount of efficiency so that you can spend your time margin energy and effort in these other places that are going to grow your business and grow your revenue but you know that your core is is set you know that what you're doing operationally is is as efficient as possible so I would say focus there first and foremost and then and then just to be encouraged that there are food businesses, technologists, all sorts of folks out there right now trying to solve these problems, and, and I think doing a really great job. And We're seeing more innovation and more collaboration in food service now than we ever have, and, and to me, that's just exciting.
1: Yeah, the whole, whole industry is coming together, aren't we? It is. Uh, well, Ian, right. here are my takeaways. One, food costing. Do it. Dedicate yourself. Put some time into it. Two, if you're not agile, if you're not adapting to this technology, it's gonna be very hard for you to survive. Uh, three, be more transparent with your data. Be, over communicate to your customers because as a culture things have changed and data can help uh, not only the business but also the consumer. Four, there is a marriage between the human elements of hospitality and the technology um, that everyone is creating. And there's a beautiful marriage there. It's not one or the other. You can have both. And then lastly, stay strong and focus on that efficiency because, you know, everybody wants to see you survive and thrive. Ian, uh, how do people find you, follow you?
0: Awesome. Yeah. Easiest way is our website, uh, www.galleysolutions.com. And then we're really active on LinkedIn as well.
1: Awesome. Well, Ian, for getting that farm, getting that table, getting that company going, uh, today's ovation goes to you. Appreciate you joining us and sharing your wisdom with our listeners.
0: Uh, My pleasure, man. Great to be with you today.
1: Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed you're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to ovationup.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.